catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. A friend of mine had her verified Twitter account hacked and at the tail end of 2021, that night when we spoke about it, I could feel her frustration and helplessness. The hacker had robbed her of years of precious verified account and personality contacts, very sensitive information, which she had exchanged with others on the platform also. I recently spoke to her again, and this is a recording of our discussion, like tidbits of the recording of our conversation. Yeah, they sent me a phishing message. Oh, and you clicked on it. Yeah, so I was really very distracted. I was working on the story at the same time trying to do this, blah, blah, blah. So oh. What was the message? The message. What message saying? Yeah, so the person, the, this, so these guys really, they're really good at what they do, so I give it to them. They cloned Twitter support. Um, because I was distracted, I didn't bother to check if it was verified. But they sent the kind of messages Twitter will send to you. So they sent me a message saying, there's a copyright infringement flagged on my account and I needed to check it. If not, my account will be suspended in in few hours or so. And if I don't respond, my account will be deactivated, you know, all the stuff. And I had important work I was doing on Twitter at the time. So I'm like, ah, before these people suspend my account, let me check what this is, you know. But because I was distracted, really, you know, a few red flags, I'm like, ah, this thing is not in my notification, it's in my inbox, you know, what's going on? I click on the link, it's taking me somewhere, I'm not seeing anything that says, oh, that spells out what this infringement is and what exactly. But because I was distracted, really, I didn't have time to be asking those questions. I needed my account to be intact and continue what I was doing, you know. So when I clicked on it, I was getting a series of um, messages uh, from verification codes as text message. But I didn't see where to impute them, right? So I, I got that message like three times. As you know, there wasn't um, a space on the link I clicked on to insert the numbers. You know, when you say verify stuff now, there, there's a column where you impute the verification number they sent to you. But I couldn't find it. And so I, I don't know when, but whatever it is, I went back to the inbox and I was asked to provide the digits that were sent to me. And I sent that to them. That was how they were able to compromise my account. Wow. Now, fast forward to the year 2022. In the first week of January, the National Identity Management Commission, NIMC in Nigeria, denied the loss of over 3 million uh, databases of Nigerians to hackers. What cybersecurity trends should we expect in 2021 with the barrage of cybersecurity threats uh, reports we had in the year 2021? To discuss this is a cybersecurity professional, cybersecurity awareness advocate, a World Economic Forum Global Shaper alumni, author and entrepreneur with over a decade's worth of experience in technology. She has achieved numerous professional certifications and industry recognitions, including Cybersecurity Woman of the Year 2021 Award, uh, Top 50 Women in Cybersecurity Africa 2020, IFSEC Global Top Influencer in Security and Fire 2021, Young CISO of the Year Award, 
2021. And she's a founder and executive director of a leading non-governmental organization dedicated to improving inclusive and safe digital access in Africa, CyberSafe Foundation. We'll be speaking with Confidence Stavely. Welcome, Confidence. How are you doing today? I'm very well. Thank you so much for that very warm intro, um, Antonia. I'm, I'm fine. I'm looking forward to having this conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Compliments Ooh. of the season. I wish you the same. <laughs> now, in 2021, some groups described that year as the year of the cyber attack pandemic. I guess everyone is, you know, doing mm-hmm. some play on word on the word pandemic. What trends mm-hmm. did you notice that shaped cybersecurity in 2021? Okay, I want to start by saying first that. I agree very much with the people who sort of tie a lot of cyber attacks around COVID because it was COVID was was and is still a very big influence to the success and scale of attacks we have we have seen in 2021. And I'll give you an example. Um, in 2021, more than ever before, conducting business virtually online, generally speaking, became more important than brick and mortar for the first time. And so businesses had to put more um, emphasis, more attention to putting out their words on social media platforms or even creating platforms of their own to conduct business. And so this also gave, this also increased the value of online accounts. So let me, let me use an example of a, a typical small business. I mean, the, the experience of your friend is very, was very typical of what a lot of small businesses were facing. And so we saw a huge trend of Instagram accounts, for example, being hacked. And when I spoke to one of those people whose Instagram accounts that was literally her storefront, she said in her words, confidence, please help me. This is my livelihood. This is my life. So you see, social media transcended from being something we come on and play and see what Mr. Mr. James and his wife are doing uh, and see what our friend is doing or achieving to a place that became a source of revenue and an e-commerce or commercial place. And so it became a source of revenue for a lot of people. And so imagine when cyber attackers or cyber criminals get hold of this account, uh, you know, they devastate a lot of people. They throw a lot of people into poverty, you know, and into, you know, financial financial um, stress. So you see, this pandemic actually had a very strong impact on the way business is done. And in so doing, had a strong impact on um, the severity and the impact of successful cyber attacks. So your number one trend would be pandemic, right? The COVID-19. Yes, yes. Okay, so um, let's look at other trends um, that I think shaped like um, uh, awareness and education, which increased um, in the year 2021. How do you view awareness? Or how do you think awareness and education as we had cybersecurity fed in 2021? Okay, so I think generally speaking, I would say that we had way more conversations around cybersecurity than we've ever had. I mean, I, I, I know that I spoke at over 100 events in 2021. And I would say that very conservatively, because if I do a count, I'm sure it would have surpassed that locally and internationally. And that's a record because it definitely became easier to host events of that of um, different nature. Cybersecurity also floated to the top of concerns of business owners and definitely generally people using technology across Nigeria. And so because of that, it became a lot more of a talking point and a lot more of a conversation 
you know, drive me a lot more conversation than it used to it used to be. But you see, the problem I have with the kind of awareness we've had so far, which I think we have, you're better than we used to be before. I give us that credit. But the awareness we are having hasn't filtered to the man on the street enough. So we still had a lot of those deceptive calls being successful. We still had a lot of people that were coming freshly into the into the formal financial sector. You know, becoming included in um, conducting banks, banking services, you know, and other businesses, you know, using technology. And you see, these people do not come, of course, receiving both the benefits, education for the benefits, and education for the negatives of using technology. So I, I believe that we should do better, especially with the new entrants in 2022, where as we are telling people, you know what, embrace technology is going to do this for your business you embrace technology is going to help you with this and that we also tell people that there are attendant risks like anything else that we use or anything else that we have in the world while there are benefits there are also risks and until we are educating people enough to be able to stem off the risk and remediate the risk as you say with using technology we'll keep having this this uh, ridiculous successes uh, as it has to do with fraud and again just to just to um really expatiate on what i was saying that particular kind of attack is called social engineering if i was to use a very technical term i mean the type that we've been speaking about a lot around since we started this call and even your friend experience and literally is deception that you know it manipulates people into taking harmful actions decisions you know that divulge personal information or that you know cause harm so in the case of your friend for example she clicked the link in an email and then you know the process kick started for some people and that kind of attack is called a phishing attack for some people it's a phone call or something is wrong with your bank account we need to update your date of birth and then it starts off a cycle you know where people lose a lot you know lose a lot of money it could be with via a text where you get a message that oh you've gotten a job and it looks like it's coming from you know an agency a reputable agency when it's actually not coming from that agency and that's called smishing so you see vision smishing and, and phishing have actually still increased even with the awareness we have and i'll be speaking about for example when we get to the trends for 2022 that i am seeing is going to come into play we need to do more to help humans um, um you know be safer online using automated tools we also need to do more with cascading cyber security awareness across nigeria now there are, well, there are other trends i can touch on i don't know if i can go on um speaking about the trends for 2021 yes please continue Okay, great. So um, I, I believe that also strongly online scams was a very strong trend, not just in Nigeria, but across Africa as well. We saw many kinds of scams, you know, floating around. We've, we've had, um, we've just spoken about some of them, but the ones that we don't regularly speak about, for example, is investment scams. Investment scams really grew in, in uh, popularity. We still have a lot of people believe that they can put in 20,000 naira and get 30%, get 50%, get 100% return in one day, in three days. I mean, that is ridiculous by any form of logical economics you can, you can think about. But these scams are still prevalent on networking platforms, social networking platforms like WhatsApp uh, and Telegram. So you get added to random groups and then the scam happens. And this also went on also into crypto. So there's a lot of crypto scams as well. Um, as well as crypto mining, uh, we, we have a lot of generally a lot of online scams. We also saw a rise in digital extortion in 2021. And this also, you could also tie this also to even how you affected children. A lot of people don't talk about this vulnerable, vulnerable group a lot, but I tell you, there were so many children that were extorted because they thought they were chatting with a 
say a, a, a friend and then you know they send you know the pictures for example that are not appropriate and that is being used to blackmail them we saw one case coming to prominence because somebody tweeted it but i've seen so many of those kind of cases and digital extortion also came in the form of you know receiving an email that oh i've been watching you with your webcam for example and you know um, I, i'm sending this email from your inbox because i'm in your inbox and the people get extorted because people someone believes that you know i have i may have your your uh, compromising videos or pictures in my position as a cyber criminal and, you know, because you don't want that information out there, you pay, you know, you pay something towards it. We really saw a rise of that in 2021. Um, business email compromise is one harsh, harsh trend we also saw. You know, I, I don't know if people know what business email compromise is, but it simply put is when a criminal has, or a cyber criminal has unauthorized access to business email account in such a way that they can request payments or change payments of legitimate service provider and divert payments to themselves. And so we saw that because a lot of businesses in Nigeria increased in terms of, uh, you know, dealings with the outside world. I mean, let's say, for example, purchase of, um, 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 you know, COVID-19, you know, uh, tools or COVID-19 health materials. So I don't know how to put it, but say if you want to, you're into, yeah, you want to purchase masks or you, you know, you want to purchase many other things that are used around the COVID pandemic, for example, that really grew, you know, as a business for a lot of people. That also, generally speaking, uh, put a lot of businesses at risk. We also saw a rise in ransomware. A lot of people consume um, software that is pirated. You know, downloading movies, for example, in in, in you know in sites that are infected, and then you you find out that your computer is you know the files on your computer is encrypted. You can't have access anymore. We saw a rise in this as well in 2021, and even with businesses. So, for example, some organizations got attacked not because they you know somebody within the organization clicked the link but because a service provider which again i'll get to speak about later which is called a third party a third party vendor attack you know a company across the world for example uh was attacked and then it cascades down to their customers as well and so we saw that ransomware also go across to businesses and affecting nigeria we also saw a trend of botnets so some people may not know this but uh when you when you when you, for example, use pirated software, some of them. Okay, so I was saying that a lot of people may not know, but when you when you download and use cracked software, sometimes it leaves something called ports open on your on your computer. Ports are likened in the in the cyberspace, uh, the cybersecurity world, to doors. So you know, like how you have doors in your house, doors from outside your house, and doors in, within your house. That's how that's what ports are, and so it leaves room for cyber criminals to get back end access to your computer and maybe recruit your computer to be part of a harmful network which we are, we, we then call a botnet your computer is literally a zombie and then it then shows the impact the performance of your computer for example sometimes people notice that the computers are slow on your phones for example you notice that your data you know it's been uh, uh, it's exhausting really fast those are all signs in some cases of you know being recruited to a botnet so we saw an increase in that as well so i think i'll close it out there in terms of trends for 2021 that I noticed. Interesting. Now, there's an initiative that CyberSafe Foundation launched and it had government officials on it. How did the government take cybersecurity? Uh, let's uh, start with Nigeria. How did the government react? Um, did we have more reaction? Did we have more um, resources inputs into awareness and education from the side of the government? Yes, I, I think the government is um, is doing something around awareness uh, very often. I mean, we collaborated, for example, with the with NIDA last year around an awareness campaign. 
But my desire is that we get to the point where it becomes, it's not something we do as a one-off. It's not something we do to celebrate internet, uh, to celebrate special days. It's not something we do to celebrate National Cybersecurity Awareness Month, for example. That it becomes very regular. I mean, just like the way we were doing campaigns to fight Ebola. You know, I, it's also my desire that government alone by themselves or one agency of government alone does not get to carry all of the weight of doing this. That as an ecosystem, because it's not a one man problem, that we're able to come together to support government and different government agencies also support the government. And, uh, you know, the, when I mean the government, I mean the government agencies that are primarily responsible for online safety, for example. Um, and then you also have other stakeholders in the ecosystem. So the media, for example, I mean, like what you're doing currently now plays a major role. People listening to you now, you know, are picking up on, for example, what the realities are and are able to then uh, uh, become more informed about how to stay safe online. So we need to have all hands on deck. It's not something that we need for the government. The government should then assume a place of stakeholder management and driving the ecosystem towards driving more awareness and not necessarily by itself owning and running cybersecurity awareness campaigns. So I, I believe that that's the phase that government needs to get into to really, really drive the kind of awareness we need to see because it's something that we need to have the banks, um, the telcos, um, the government agencies, the CSOs, I mean, just name it, the academia, all working together. Because even our curriculum needs to, you know, to be changed in a way that allows for us to have cybersecurity awareness trickling down to even at primary school level. Once people, children are old enough to begin to handle devices and learn or be entertained using a device. So I believe that that's where we need to um, have government play a role and morph their current role into to be able to really drive effective uh, um, cybersecurity awareness. Wow. Okay. Now, Checkpoint's research reported that Africa experienced the highest volume of attacks in um, 2021 across the five regions that they surveyed. Um, according to their data across the continent, an organization had to contend with an average of over 1,500 cyber attacks per week. And this is almost 13% increase from the year 2020. I'm talking about 2021. What yeah. trends do you think would shape our world in cybersecurity in 2022? This is for individuals and for businesses. Will we see a continuous increase in these attacks and threats? We definitely will. I mean, we're also experiencing an increased adoption of digital. Increasing, we are experiencing an increase, for example, in the kind of jobs that digital gives or the kind of businesses that digital is enabling. And so that will come with the risk of increased cyber attacks. What we are not doing is, paying, is, is, is you know, we are currently, a lot of us are paying lip service to cybersecurity. I mean, I saw something recently and they were showing the actual and um, actual cost and uh, you know, um, you know, budgeted cost and actual cost of a particular building. Uh, and I saw that computer security was by far the smallest budget on that whole budget. So that means, you know, in that whole budget, even, even physical security is getting more budget than computer security. And so we find that a lot of people don't even have cybersecurity. A lot of organizations don't even have provisions to get the softwares or even tools or the people or the processes or whatever that and the technology that they need to secure their organizations. And I believe that in 2022, we will have an increased attack. Uh, we'll have increased attack with increased adoption, but we must then sit up. So some of my 
my predictions for 2022 include there will be an increase in online scams, especially opportunity scams. I mean, um, there's a there's a high level of unemployment in Nigeria right now. That means a lot of people may turn to crime more than we've seen before. That is one driver of opportunity scams. Another driver of opportunity scams is the jackpot numbers we are currently seeing. So for anyone who doesn't understand what Japan means, you know, is going abroad for better, you know, for greener pastures, you know. So a lot of uh, opportunities comes. A lot of people want to make money desperately. People want to earn a living. And that will make, you know, opportunities comes more successful for travel abroad, you know, scams, uh, job abroad scams, uh, uh, employment scams, uh, investment scams, uh, name them, all kind of scams that, present themselves as an opportunity to make a living or get a better life would definitely increase. Uh, and generally speaking, um, online scams that have to do with, uh, you know, uh, taking control of online accounts and all of that would still be on the rise. Um, I also believe strongly that there will be a rise in deep fakes. We are going into, or rather, hello, we are in election season already. We've started seeing the people that are going to be running or, or, or people that are speculatively going to be running on or uh, for for uh, elective positions in 2023, and so we will we will begin to see manipulation by uh, internal actors within Nigeria and you know external actors or state actors across the world trying to influence our democracy. So we are going to definitely see um, an increase in deepfakes, manipulating public opinion, causing rivalry, and uh, and pushing towards certain candidates to be choices um, that we we take on. Um, uh, and really, really, as the elections draw closer, um, there'll be a lot of other things that would begin to cause mayhem um, and scare people's emotions in the online space that might not necessarily be real, but maybe deep fakes. Uh, and I need to mention this as well, because we need to know that cyber attacks don't necessarily have to cost us money. They may cost us our democracy and our peace as a nation. And that sometimes is one of one thing around cyber safety and cyber diplomacy that we don't discuss enough about. We need to uh, uh, really bear this in mind. So when you see something online, really question yourself. When you receive information, do not quickly share it out before rationalizing. Is this true or not? You need to be able to really by yourself uh, engage your logical senses in determining what the truth may be or what seems to be like the truth but is not the truth. Another key thing I, I believe would happen in 2022, uh, it's really attack on critical infrastructure. Um, there'll be increased attack in critical infrastructure as we continue to digitize government, as we continue to digitize citizenship and active citizenry. I mean, for example, we have seen that it's been agreed that, you know, election results, for example, should be transmitted electronically. So that's critical. That's one of our critical infrastructures. We have the banks and financial services is critical infrastructure. Water is critical infrastructure. We've seen examples in many parts of the world where that has been played with. We have electricity now. A lot of people, a lot of us buy units online. Do you know what we're doing? It just means that there's a lot of digitization happening there. So I see a lot of attacks on our critical infrastructure, and which of course would have far-reaching and very devastating impacts on our economy as a whole and our living world well-living of the public. I think I, I really, really see more security and data protection-centered regulation that is going to happen within industries uh, and nationally as well to really stem cyber attacks. I believe that government agencies are going to come up with, with more um, guidelines, more policies, and different things that really shape um, cybersecurity investments by organizations which shape uh, data handling, for example, by organizations and we ship quite a lot around uh, that bit. 
on an industry level and on a national level. I, I see that the CBN, for example, has been taking a very strong lead regulating cybersecurity in the financial sector. And I, I really want to give them accolades for that. I also see that there will be an increase insider threat complexity, success, and frequency. I mean, we started seeing signs of that in 2021 where we saw that the bad actors on the dark web have started offering remuneration to people to basically go and plant malware. Malware is, you know, a technical term for harmful code, something that causes harm to computers and computer networks. So if we begin to see that as as, as well as other not so sophisticated insider threats we're seeing across different sectors, then you should definitely expect an increase in those kind of attacks. I also see that there'll be password-only authentication will slowly begin to phase out. So there'll be less and less services where you can only log in with, you only be required to log in with only a password. I mean, Google is testing that as well, uh, where you will be required to turn on two-factor authentication compulsorily. And that also assures or rather helps with higher levels of security. And I think that is exactly where we are heading in 2022. Phishing attacks will get more difficult for understanding and cyber awareness ED traits to tell apart from legitimate attacks. That I think is a very key uh, prediction that I have. So it's, 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 it honors is on you as an individual to learn more around cyber safety. How do you detect a phishing email from a legitimate one and all that. Um, but the, on the brighter side, I really, really see a rise of indigenous and interactive cybersecurity tools and resources to keep technology users safe. Uh, um, and I see, I, I, I'm using the word keyword there for me that's exciting is indigenous. Uh, it means that we as Nigerians will begin to create tools uh, and platforms for these purposes. But we'll also see a higher loss of skilled cybersecurity workforce as cybersecurity become an imperative for business survival across the world. Uh, you know, like you see with the Japa Chronicles generally, you would see cybersecurity workforce also depleting. And that also means that we need to be able to create more talent than we actually need to consume in Nigeria so that the talent shortage won't be such a big hit as it currently is and is going to increase more in 2022. Um, my, I would say some of the last prediction would be around strengthening the efficiency of artificial intelligence, uh, artificial intelligence-powered cybersecurity tools. Um, you know, which may, may filter to Nigeria and help us, uh, you know, stay safe at, I mean, towards the end of the year. I see those tools um, getting strengthened and then coming into Nigeria. Um, but all of what I have said also signals increased need for embedding cybersecurity culture in growing the growing tech startups and extensive cybersecurity support for these startups. We've seen that um, uh, in Nigeria, for example, last year, we, we ra- startups raised over a billion dollars. And we will see an increase in that. So, but while the ecosystem is flourishing and growing, a lot of money are coming in. Uh, we need to also protect that ecosystem, um, the tech ecosystem as a whole, ensuring there is a cybersecurity culture. And um, maybe say the last thing I would say that enterprises specifically should look out for will be third-party vendor risk and what we call supply chain. So, like I mentioned earlier, on where attacks somewhere else in the world because. You're a vendor, attacks even within Nigeria because you're a vendor, you, you, the attacks filter through to you or you are attacked only because your service provider is weak. The security of your service provider is weak and then you become also a victim of that cyber attack. So yes, that would be what I would say will sum up my top prediction for 2022 in terms of cyber security. 
Very interesting opportunity scams. This will really worsen the COVID effect on a lot of people. Uh, deep fakes, exactly. deep fakes, very, very scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These predictions sound um, really scary. Um, attack on critical infrastructure. This is where we have to actually think of, you know, I, I really appreciate the fact that you tie this not just to monetary value, but to other things that are really valuable, like our democracy, our freedom, all of these things, very, very important things. Also, the loss of skilled workforce um, that's actually mm-hmm. supposed to protect us from all of these threads is also one that is mm-hmm. very, very um, um, scary, one that we should think about. What should we do? I mean, what will be your advice as we head into this new year of cyber uncertainties for people, for businesses, mm-hmm. and for governments? I want to start by saying that we should all remember that cyber security starts with us. It's not one person, it's not one person's uh responsibility is a shared responsibility so for you who is aware right now you know that okay this is how these are the issues around cyber security you need to begin to do something in your local community um and in your let's leave the community in your family how many people have you told in your family that if somebody calls you and asks for this information don't give the person don't wait till that thing happens before you can take action to educate people around you Begin to find ways to educate. Because if we are all educating people, if one day we say, okay, I will tell two people about cyber safety, best practices, and cyber hygiene habits they need to inculcate, that they need to turn on two-factor authentication for their online account. If you can only tell two people per day, do you know that we may not have, we may cut down cyber, uh, cyber attacks by half in Nigeria. So we need to know that we all play a role. And we also need to, um, as a country, begin to uh, do more intentionally around cyber safety. Uh, this also cuts across not just government, but government plays a role. Uh, cuts across government, cuts across the private sector and every single person that's involved, um, that we need to begin to pay attention to security. I don't know anybody that built a house that doesn't put some kind of security measure. You have a fence around your house, but a lot of people don't have antiviruses on their computers. You have a fence on your house, on your house. You have a security man at that gate, but then you buy fake antiviruses and you store them, and you believe that those antiviruses that are cracked should protect you. I don't know how that's possible. But do you pay your security man at the gate? Yes, you do. Even if you don't have one specifically for your gate in your estate, you're contributing towards one. You know, and so I want us to begin to see that. I'm giving that illustration or that analogy. So you see that the online world or the physical world is merged and the digital world are merging in terms of um, how important they are. I would just say that your digital world is becoming more important, important, uh, sorry, it's becoming more important, um, you know, than the physical world because a lot more is happening virtually right now. So you should pay attention to the mechanisms that protect you like you wouldn't play with your mechanisms that protect you physically. Like you lock your door every day before you go to sleep. Like you have a security man at the gate. You need to pay attention to the safety measures that you have to have or employ in the online space as well. Wow. Okay. Um, that's um, a summary. Um, really packed. Uh, really important. We've been discussing with cybersecurity trends and uh, discussing cybersecurity trends and predictions of 2022 with uh, cybersecurity professional awareness advocate, World Economic Forum Global Shaper alumni, an author, an entrepreneur, and a founder and executive director of CyberSafe Foundation. Confidence stably. You sh- a lot of tables have you know, have their legs broken right now, and a lot of people have their thoughts or their heads rewired on this discussion we just had. 
Kat, thank you very much for the time and for the insight shared today on this platform. Thank you so much, Anthony, for having me. Now, remember today to educate yourself and those around you about being safe online. Your life online is as important as your life offline is. Stay safe to prevent damages. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.